Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. You can find us on social media at Everyman Sports across the board. And I'd like to say hi to my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great, son. Here we are live after uh, the New Year's. Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, the end of the week 17 of the NFL, so the season's over. We thought we'd do a, a final review of the season and just kind of, you know. Do an autopsy. We'll sure. Uh, well, let's start off. Let's just quickly go over a couple scores from last week. That uh, kinda, I mean, the really, the most important games, there were really three of them. Uh, the first one that came up during the day was um, the Giants and the Redskins. That was the 4 o'clock game. And the the Giants were able to win that game at uh, what was that nineteen ten I think this no yes yes nineteen ten in Washington Washington need only win and they were in the playoffs win and you're in but they couldn't do that and uh, the Giants uh, were able to pull that one out and you know, uh, great defense on that team huh oh, they really really do and it it really gelled the second half of the season and then uh, you know it was a good game they did just enough to win and they uh, Giants used their run game a lot. That game as a yeah that, that running back that just appeared Perkins. it seems yeah everybody he's an undrafted free agent out of the draft uh, he's very popular amongst fans and they're yeah. wondering why he isn't ahead of Rasheed Jennings on the depth chart so we'll see how that goes but and, you know pulling a running back late in the season like that and putting him in and uh, you know that that they don't have a lot of tape on this guy no no they don't uh, and then uh, the other big game that which was the Sunday night game was uh, uh, Packers winning in Detroit, uh, as per usual, over the Lions, 31-24. Uh, the, game, the score was a lot closer than the game actually was, at least up until halftime. After halftime, then it was the Aaron Rodgers show. He's shown his scrambling ability, his movement. No interceptions last seven games? He is on quite the roll. He really is just, he's just outstanding. And um, so, yeah, so now... I mean, the game, the luster was taken off the game because the Redskins lost, so both the Lions and Packers were in. It was just who wants to host the Giants and who wants to go out to Seattle. And uh, lo and behold, surprisingly enough, wink, wink, the Lions lost yet again to the Packers. So, And now the Packers and the Giants are on a on a big uh, big streak. So what happens when the immovable, was it, the immovable for, uh, irresistible force meets the immovable object? We'll find out Sunday. Um, it's usually friction when things that heavy move. <laughs> it's true. Um, well, let's quickly, uh, here in the coroner's office, if you will, let's kind of look at uh, those who did not make it through the season uh, unscathed. Yeah. Let's what was their what was their their uh, cause of death for the yeah, season? Yeah. Let's uh, drag him in here, throw this cadaver <laughs> up on the uh, marble slab, and uh, let's see what's gone. Now we've reviewed this uh, in autopsy here, and now we're going to look at these toe tags as we bring them in here. Sure. Roll and, them in out, and let's see uh, what was the cause of death. Well, the first toe tag here. Let me see. We're going uh, north to south in the AFC, and we got the Browns. Uh, they arrived decomposed. Dead on arrival. They were battered roadkill. 
They never had a chance. No. Now, the Bengals succumbed to complications of striped throat. <laughs> More talk than action. And after, especially after several years of being in the playoffs. Very disappointing. Very. And uh, to finish it out in that division, uh, the Ravens. They suffered flacolence. <laughs> they didn't do their business. They came to poop and only farted. <laughs> Not because of Flacco, but because of everybody else, but still. And uh, now to the uh, AFC South. Yes. Uh, we have the Titans. Uh, they died of blunt force trauma, a fractured ankle. Yes. Very and, sad. Yeah. And the Colts, they were bludgeoned by NFL defenses. No luck on their side. Ho -ho. That's a good one. <laughs> And the Jags, they arrived decomposed, dead on arrival. Didn't look good for them from anywhere. So how about the West you got there? Are you doing the East? Yeah, yeah you let's do the East. East. We got the Bills, and they suffered from anorexia, binging, followed by methods to avoid weight gain. Sounds a lot like Rex Ryan, doesn't it? Yes, I believe the binge was the five-year contract, and the purge was not even two years. <laughs> doesn't take long in this league. No. And the Jets, they died of internal bleeding. Yeah. So Re rejection rejection of the organs from the inside out. Yeah, that's not a pretty sight. No. Uh, now we get to the AFC West. Mm -hmm. uh, two teams made it. Yes. And the Broncos, it's a homicide by asphyxiation. They were choked out of a playoff spot by both the Chiefs and the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Their defense was suffocating. However, their offense was not a breath to be found. Well, talk about suffocation. <laughs> That's the Chargers. They suffer from Alex Spinosis, a disease that will suffocate a franchise. When was their last Super Bowl win? Never. Yeah, Unless, good point. Yeah. <laughs> now to move on to the NFC, we'll start in the North. The mm -hmm. Vikings. They suffered a lion attack. So they're eliminated. Mm -hmm. And also indecision on the field. <laughs> and the Bears. Just another Chicago homicide. Yeah, it's not looking good for them. Sad. Now, in the NFC South, the Saints died from immune deficiencies. Bad defenses. <laughs> Bad defense, no defense. And the Panthers, that was cirrhosis of the liver. Oh. Having been drunk on the success and then the failure of last year. Apparently, the Super Bowl was the trigger. Uh, very much so. And the Bucks, it was drowning. Their lungs filled with water. They drowned when the ship capsized in the Tampa Bay. They were going smooth, and then they hit some rocky yeah, roads. Yeah, choppy waters. And then <laughs> that, you know how that uh, ship rocks. That's right. It sure does. And it just went too far that time. <laughs> now going to the NFC East. We have the Eagles. They died from avian influenza. Mm. Carson, he wasn't the cause, but he was the carrier. No. And then the Redskins, they were infected with trichinosis. They had to be put down. They the had. fan base had the symptoms too. Nausea, vomiting, fatigue. Mm. Mm -hmm. How you like that? No, they don't. No, not at all. <laughs> and now in the West, that was a real nightmare because the uh, 49ers, they died with front office cancer. Ter so Trent nobody Balk. can get along with that guy. Balky, yeah. And the Cardinals, they had defensive wounds. They bled out. But they uh, they fought hard. They did. And finally, the Rams, their death was caused by pneumonia. Pneumonia. Despite numerous transfusions of talent, winning is still new to them. They haven't won since the greatest, greatest show, show on, on earth. earth. Oh, turf. Right now, they're in the land of the greatest show on earth. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So, unfortunately, this is a violent league, and these casualties are all too common. Very much so. Look, you know, 12 are going to get in, so that leaves a lot. I think um, the NFL, I think, is on par with... It's better than the NHL and the NBA where, you know, so many teams get in. Uh, baseball still has the best ratio of teams in and out of playoffs, but I think the NFL's got a good, you know, good six, mix. Yeah, 12, 12 out of 32. I think that's pretty good. You can't, you know, really, how many 8 and 8 teams need to be in? Sometimes being on the bubble. Well, let's just quickly look back at the season. Are there any teams, any, how about this? Biggest disappointment of all the teams you saw during the season? What was the biggest disappointment you think? Well, there was some disappointing things. I mean, one, I don't know if this counts, but uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, well, that was just disappointing, especially because they were pr- almost certain that they were going to go deep into the playoffs. It was premature disappointment for them. Yeah, it was. Kind of like um, ED. <laughs> well, I would have to say that, <clears throat> I told you this, uh, Teddy Bridgewater will get the Wally Pip Award. Wally Pip famously lost his job to Lou Gehrig and never regained it. I, I have a feeling the way that they, look, they gave up a lot for Bradford. And Bradford, uh, well, you know, that and that injury is very severe. That's very. You don't know how you're going to come back from that. I mean, right. it, it's not even a turf toe, not a toe monster jumping up and grabbing that leg. That thing bent back. Oh, it's, it's horrific. But also, not only that, the big thing coming out is that Bradford now holds the single season record for highest completion percentage at something like sixty and a half percent. Well, I was surprised that he fit in so well. He did well. Then they did, well. It also helped that AP went out. Because once Peterson went out, then they had to get a new offensive uh, coordinator because the, the style of offense they would play behind Adrian Peterson. That was North Turner. Yeah, but, that, but it worked well because, you know, Adrian Peterson was basically Emmett Smith. And then when he yeah. goes down and you've got these but small the backs. But the season ended where defensive backs were deciding who they were going to cover. That's ridiculous. So, you know, that's a breakdown. It and, absolutely And that's is. a management problem. It absolutely is. So, um, But yeah. surprises? Surprises. I think the running back from Miami. Positively, Jayajayi. Absolutely. Shocking. Three 200-yard games in the season. Hasn't happened since, uh, I think, OJ. I could be wrong. Maybe Dickerson. I think Dickerson there, actually. Well, they're playing Pittsburgh, and if I'm Bell, I want to beat a man. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see how that that plays out. Um, Who was your biggest surprise this year? Um, Not not your surprise team from the beginning of the year, but what's one team that you— I had the Cowboys. Cowboys. To, oh. As dominant as they were, you think? As, as, as dominant, how how two rookies at key positions, right? Um, you know, you know the the ownership. I mean, is loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coach is quiet. I mean, there's yeah. a lot going on there. There is, and the uh, the greatest I think asset of that team besides those two is Sean Lee. Sean Lee, that guy can diagnose a play immediately. You watch him. You watch what he does he's and that's how to play that position. He's, and I'm thinking he's the best linebacker in the league. Now, there's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of competition. But if but they're all lined up on the street and we're choosing, I'm taking him because I don't want to go against him. He's a bad man, that's for sure. What about a team? All right. Which team do you think will be helped most by in the offseason by the um, free agent market? Like, which team do you think, like, oh, well, I mean, a couple free agents in their set? Yeah, well, you see, I mean, that's going to be by salary cap. Mm. So a team like the Eagles are going to be uh, hamstrung. Right, because they don't have a lot so of... So you're going to have teams that are going to have to shed to gain. Vikings. So can you, you know... I've heard that some like the Vikings have, like, $30 million under the cap already without even doing anything, so... Who does? Vikings, I've heard. Oh, well, see? 
and and AP comes off the book, so do you cut cords there and then? Sure. So, what about a team? Do you think uh, will be best served in the off season by the draft? Like one team that you think? Well, hey, I'd love to say Cleveland, but I mean their choices are horrendous. Yeah, there's not a lot coming out of the draft, so that's why I'm thinking it's not going to be one that's going to be an immediate turnaround. But I could see somebody like the Broncos, because the defense is there. They need improvements on the offensive side of the ball, whether that's a better running game. That's not, you know, trying to find Justin Forsett late in the season. A better offensive well, line, you know, I'm stuff like that. I'm thinking the biggest story is going to be will Romo, you know, be lured there by Elway to try to duplicate a Peyton Manning run. It, it could happen. If the Cowboys fail this year. Right. Well, don't forget, he's not a free agent. They have to – right, the Cowboys are going to trade him, and he takes a lot. On, I think the Cowboys books. But I'm thinking that's going to be the story for Denver, right? Yeah. They oh, don't. Yeah, Paxton Lynch. I, I can't say now that next year he's going to be the starter. And you look at Elway. I mean, Elway gave up on Tebow, which you know it, it was it was the smarter move because Manning right. comes in and throws for 50 touchdowns the next season. But still, he looked at the quarterback situation and said, "I, I need something better, something in my." Well, he had three quarterbacks this year, and when you have three, you have none. That's very true. Absolutely true. Um, all right. Now, uh, Black Monday came, and we talked about this. It, it kind of felt like what Black Friday is and after Thanksgiving because everybody moves the sales up and up and up. We had a couple vacancies even, been f- even before Week 17, so it kind of took the luster off that Black Monday. But the big names to go were the uh, 49ers, Chip Kelly for one season and done, and Trent Baalke, the uh, general manager out there. He's yeah, it's going to be hard for him to get talent there. That's true. He doesn't it, seem to get along with anyone. No. But now, the Jed York can now find... You know, And don't forget, um, ownership chose Balky over Harbaugh. So just as a... You know, how soon we forget. They could have kept Harbaugh and gotten rid of the GM, but they decided to go the other way. Which usually happens. Well, that's the wrong Harbaugh. Like the Redskins got the wrong Gruden. <laughs> um... The Chargers stay on the West Coast. The Chargers uh, fired Mike McCoy. Uh, he came in as the big. O- he was the architect of the offense for Peyton Manning in Denver and San Francisco and Buffalo. That's where coaches go to die, pretty much. Uh, San Diego's got a good. You know they've got Rivers. They've got Gordon. Uh, they just need to improve their defense. I could see like a defensive coach going there. The Broncos. This one was the surprising one. The Denver Broncos lost Gary Kubiak. Uh, Kubiak's had some health scares the last couple seasons, right. and he decided, look, I can't, for my family's sake, can't for my continue. Sake, I can't. Now, that is a ready-made situation. You come and you have the defense. Right. You just need the right offense. And if you get Romo or some other name, don't forget. And a, and a running back. And a running back. I think that you that's the most enticing. Uh, some of the names that are, you know, you always hear the New England assistants, Josh McDaniel. Right. His second go might happen. Finally, people are saying uh, Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator for them. Um, Have any defensive coordinators? What, gotten jobs? From the, from the Patriots. Oh, my god. I goodness. mean, I mean, they have. Romeo Cornell. Romeo I Cornell. Mean, um, but that's not a success story. No. No, none have. I and think who the, else? The cl- uh, well, uh, Mangini, Eric Mangini. Mm, we don't have One that. season. Yeah, when well, you're a snitch, it never <laughs> works out well for you. Uh, technically... Charlie Weiss going to Notre Dame, but that didn't work out well. No, he fell off the, the planet. Boy. I have not oh heard boy, his name. He. Where is he now? Uh, I don't know. I don't Cash know. Cashing those I, checks. I think like Kansas. I might be wrong. Kansas, Kansas. Kansas State. That's where know. Dorothy went. <laughs> 
But I've heard, you know, Mike Smith's starting to get some some talk again. Yeah, these sound tired names. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Um, I know the Jets were uh, were not given uh, permission to speak to the uh, Eagles quarterback coach to be their offensive coordinator. So that's that's already a difficult. Um, yeah, well, the, well, they're grooming Wentz. They are, and I don't blame them. You want to stick with Frank Wright. That's right. That's what, and um, don't forget, that's what Tampa Bay did with with Winston. They got rid of Lovey Smith and they brought in a, a what's his name? Um, oh my goodness, I'm going to take a look at uh, Dirk Cotter. He was the offensive coordinator, right? And they wanted to keep having that um, continuity. Yes, exactly, continuity with Winston. So they just bumped him up to head coach. Also, the yeah, so the Jets pretty much got rid of their. A lot of assistants got fired instead of Bowles and mainly well, Chang Gailey. I hate when that happens. I mean, there was a day when coaches say, if my staff goes, I'm gone. But now I guess the lure for that check says, uh, whoever you've got to lop the neck off of, do it. Absolutely. Um, and the really interesting one is that um, Jay Gruden got rid of his entire, not just one or a couple or just the, the entire defensive coaching staff, all the assistants, all the coaches, linebacker, all of them gone. So now he's going to bring. So in. if he was asked the um, the McVeigh question, what do you, how do you feel about your team's execution? He would say, <laughs> "I'm in favor of it." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to take a small moment out of our broadcast today to quickly tell you about the only live financial call show in major market radio. It is run by the, a talented young, and truly an up-and-coming star in the world of financial advisors. This person has been on Comcast, CNN, CNBC, and quoted in U.S. News and World Report, and the list goes on and on. I'm talking about Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Josh hosts the Financial Quarterback Show 9 to 11 a.m. on Saturdays and 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on 710 WOR New York and on stations around the country. He teaches people how they may be able to lower risk, max, minimize taxes, and maximize wealth. He's available for you for a no-cost, one-hour review of all your matters financial by calling 888-988-JOSH. That's 888-988-J-O-S-H on your touchstone dials. He's also known as a down-and-distance play caller. He finds out where you are on the financial field and where you need to get to. As Josh would say, don't go it alone. You don't have to. So get in the huddle with the financial quarterback, Josh Jelinski. Let him customize a financial game plan for you. All right, so that's enough about the end of the season. Let's talk about uh, the upcoming week, which is a wild card weekend. Playoffs. Playoffs. The big dance. The playoffs. What are your best bets this week? Well, I'm liking... So we have uh, the Texans, uh, three-and-a-half favorite over the Raiders. Don't forget, the Raiders, um, they had a chance to win and get a bye week last week in Week 17, but they couldn't do it. Lost to Denver. Well, they've got a cook for a quarterback. Connor Cook, who they actually said, like, even though he hasn't taken a snap this season, he of Michigan State, uh, where, you know, Kirk Cousins came out of as well. and They won the Big Ten last year. So this this is a big deal, and they got three good running backs. They do, Latavius Murray being the main one, and some good wide receivers who can, especially Crabtree. Crabtree's had a great season. 
No J.J. Watt for the Texans. They have to start Brock Osweiler after they were all about Tom Savage. It's hard to trust them. It is. They got manhandled by the Chiefs last year. It, they really From the opening kickoff. Yeah, when, that was a beat down. Uh, uh, Chandrick West ran it back for the touchdown. That was it. Well, you know, everyone I spoke to uh, says the game's going to be under. I, I think so. I'm thinking the opposite. I'm thinking we're not accounting for turnovers that are likely to happen with these quarterbacks. That's a very good point. And so be, when everyone tells me one thing, I kind of, you know. So you like the Houston. If we all knew that, we'd be driving nicer cars. <laughs> so I'm going with the over. All right. So you, lo- so you like the over, over in the uh, Texans-Raiders game? Okay. I do. All right. What other? Uh, well, I, I like the Seahawks. I think the Lions have come to the end of it all. But the only problem is the Seahawks really aren't a big scoring machine. Although lately they have put, a, put up a couple of points. Russell Wilson is better. but So I can't take the Lions now. No. I'm, and you, you know how the script ends. You know that it just, you know, it petered out. They were so good. Matthew Stafford's name being talked about for MVP. So many come from behind. That usually oh makes my. the team sharp. It but. sure does. But. At the end of the season, it's who's hottest last, as you say. Who's hottest last? And what about and, uh, uh, Zenner? They, I mean, that guy was a bit of a surprise. Oh, the running back for the the running back for the. But against Seattle, I think he's going to be more like Jenner, uh, <laughs> Caitlin. That is. Yes. Um, still strong legs, but uh, not quite able to do it. So, all right. So you like the Seahawks seven and a half? I do. I uh, like the Steelers, but you know what? Ten and a half. That's right that's at, very that's high. a tough line because that's about where they play. Right. That's very high, and the Dolphins have a very good defense. Steelers are hot right now. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, you got to figure, first of all, Big Ben can take a hit better than Bryce Petty can. So if Wake and Sue come a, come around the ends and sandwich him. What do you think him, the over-under is on uh, Sue getting thrown out of the game? I think it's an under. I, I, I don't you think, think he's no. uh, maintaining his composure? Yeah, I think he's, I'm not going to say he's grown, but I think he's a little better. Than where he was, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. All right, so um, so you like the Dolphins uh, uh, covering well, that ten yeah, and a half? See, I'm, I'm gonna if I had to, I'm gonna take the Steelers because uh, this is you know it's tough to go into the Steelers on any nationally televised game. It is true, they play I mean, big for this. Big Ben makes it happen, and the Dolphins they were trying to train because three out of the four games are going to be held in pretty much freezing conditions, the most which we're going to get You'd to. You'd think that would keep the score down. Well, not only that, but the Dolphins were trying to prep for that by freezing their balls. Huh. Uh, Hello? <laughs> putting their ball, their footballs in freezers to cool them down. Well, However, they, do that they, would, baseball. they would thaw out in minutes because they're practicing in 70 and 80 degree weather. So they were, hey, we're going we're gonna to prep for this. We're going to Put the balls in, in frozen water, and we're going to do as soon as it gets outside. Oh, they can't travel. I they mean, don't, they're not going to do that. They're, no. they're making stuff up. No. This doesn't this doesn't sound like a solid plan. No, they're not going to do that. Uh, you'd think maybe Dan Marino can put in a good word at the University of Pittsburgh. Just let them play there for a little while. Sure. And then, of course, the big marquee game: Packers and Giants in what's going to be fifteen degree weather. Right. Um, and to the point, they're even saying that. Uh, there's a lot of tickets still available for Lambeau Field that this game will not be sold out. Wow! For a Packer playoff game in Lambeau Field against. But the season ticket holders had to buy these things, didn't they? Well, they did, but I think it's more so. I I don't know. Sold, what but not in attendance. Right, and I think that they some of the fans might be a little bit nervous. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Not just at Ticketmaster, but also at the resale market. When they haven't, they've sold out pretty much every game since like before 1960. Sure. So I mean, it's a it's a big deal if they don't sell this game out. Like that, that's a problem. That's like a Yankee game not you being sold out. You think they'll mention that on the broadcast? Of course, of course. If, if, if there are noticeable amounts of seats not there, or they mention that okay, there were tickets. Because the were league there. never wants to be shown that it's diminishing. Well, of course not. So, so but in that game there, I mean, I'm liking the Giants. Giants. I mean, I know he's really been on fire, Rogers. Rogers. Uh, last seven games, no interceptions. No. Nope. I mean, that's stunning. Uh, I don't know how long that can last. But I think we can all agree this is the best defense he will ha- he's faced over the last seven weeks. Well, they played percent. week five. Right. 23-16. Right. However, we we've known that the defense for the Weren't Giants they have a better team. The the. Packers, Packers then in week five they, uh, they had running backs. They did have running backs. Um, maybe not the best running backs, but the Giants' defense was not where it was. Where it is now. Where it is now, um, and because they really gelled. Yeah, I I'm, mean, I'm liking them outright. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. That's going to be that, interesting that, to see. That's the biggest line move. Yeah, five and a half uh, is well, where it, it started. Yeah. It's four and a half, five and a half. Four and a half, yeah, now. So, yeah, I could see the Giants taking that one as well. So, so we like, all right, so the Giants uh, to win outright. You still like the Steelers to win, maybe not cover. Seahawks to win and to cover as well. And then I'd, I'd go with the over on the Texans. The over on the Texans. Can't quite tell what that line is going to be, but, yeah. Um, also talking football, the um, finals for the uh, college football playoffs <laughs> have been decided. It's going to be a rematch, Clemson versus Alabama, after Clemson whooped up. First shutout Ohio State has had to uh, endure since 1993. And then Alabama looked pretty mortal against Washington State. And uh, Lane Kiffin has been relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator leading into the championship game. All of well, which. What does this guy do? Clash with the drapes? I mean, wherever <laughs> he, where, I mean, wherever he goes, he, you know, he's an outcast. Uh, Raiders. He got fired before the season ended. Yeah, uh, Tennessee, USC. I mean, now he has to take a job at Florida Atlantic University just to get his name back into considerate. Like he has to pay his dues again. But yeah, and so so all of these factors have played into the fact that get this, the Alabama Crimson Tide, which has won twenty, was it twenty six straight games. Right. is an underdog. Well, I'm like thinking... Like a three-and-a-half I mean, underdog. The question here is, is this a better run than Bear Bryant had? I mean, how it's close? It's very close, um, especially now where it's a lot more competitive, just like how we, we look at the NFL and we say there's no more dynasties because there's way too much parity. And then the Patriots do this for 14 straight years, and everybody lauds Bill Belichick. Talking about the Patriots now, you're talking 20... Look at Brady, 28 touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, I no know. wonder they're uh, favored to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so yeah, so the Alabama Crimson Tide is a is an underdog, which that that's a joke. I mean, they, they won the title last year. They went undefeated, and just because so you're giving Clemson a, a, a legitimate I, shot, absolutely, I give them a legitimate they're a favorite. Shot. Now they're a favorite. I mean, I, I would say that I had the line when I started out. I said ten, so I was shocked to see it just dip under, and finally. Clemson, because once the f- opening line came out, eh, money just flooded towards Clemson, right. and then Vegas, we got to flip this. They adjusted. The one. They adjusted. I-, I was pretty shocked. But, but you know, that's a real bait for you know, a coach like Saban. Yes, I mean to tell these guys as good as they are that people don't believe it. 
Because now we're going to have to hear... Great motivating. So now we're going to hear at the press conferences, you know, with all that stuff, you know, they're going to, how do you, how do you, you know, how does, ask the players, how do you feel about being an underdog? Well, they don't think we're going to be able to, we're going to show them. You've been showing them all year. They were number one in the, they were number one ranked before the season. They end the season number one ranked. Nobody's looking at you and go like, I don't know. If you can do it, yeah. It just happens to be that this game in particular, that there's some question about, and that the drive of Clemson, because they've been, this is a rematch from last year, and they, that was What a, was that score? I think 45-42. It was close. Wow. Or maybe 45-40. But the point was is that they pretty much lost the game because they didn't cover Alabama's tight end because they hadn't thrown to him all season. They're like, well, right. I can throw it. Boom. They throw to him at least five times and big, big runs. So because of that mistake, so they've been sitting there, and they're stewing, and they've been told the ACC is weak. Right. When you look at the um, the breakdowns of the conference, um, of the bowl games, um, Big Ten flopped so bad. Um, well, there's 14 in the Big Ten, isn't there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Crazy math, huh? Yes. And these are colleges talking like that. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just it it wasn't it wasn't doing look it wasn't looking good for uh, a lot of teams in the ACC. When looking at uh, how it is, um, ACC went eight and three when they were expected to go six and five. I mean that in itself. Uh, and the next one was the SEC, which went six and six, and we still have a championship game to go. But the Big Ten was three and seven. Nightmare. I mean, this was the team. Oh, Ohio State and Michigan. How could they? They both need to be in the playoffs. Well, they both lose, and they both lose pretty badly. And plus, you know, Iowa and all these places. So it's just very surprising. So you like that, just parody. I, there's a little, which I appreciate, which I, I do want to see. You don't want right. to see just one clobber the other. But yeah, ACC, disrespected. They were expected to go 6-5, and 8-3. And, and those ACC, ACC teams beat up on the Big Ten especially too. So it's good to see that. And I do want to see J- Deshaun Watson, who should have won the Heisman, be uh, a champion. Going. Yeah, I was watching a game with Penn State, right? Just, just relaxing, ah. you know, nothing going on. Yes, and that was highly entertaining, and I was very impressed with that quarterback. Uh, the, I mean, I don't know what his weaknesses are, but he really slides and shuffles in the pocket. I mean, it, that guy's a threat. Are you talking about um, the uh, USC? Um, the US? No, I'm talking about the Penn State quarterback. Oh yeah, uh, he was looking good. Um, but Sam Darnold um, for S- USC. Well, they ended up winning the game. They right? w- win the the. It looked like Penn State the whole way. The it sure did. The, and they what they scored on five straight, four straight yeah. plays, not not drives, plays. Right, right. Offense, four straight defensive. It looked great for them. But Amazing game. Tremendous credit to Penn State. I mean that that program after uh, to come back. and and you know all that stuff. Yeah, right. a lot of talent left. And, you know, so kudos to them. Just an amazing Rose Bowl game. Very entertaining. Something that, and um, but most. Not, pr- not being on New Year's Day. I mean, uh, we, how many times did we watch that game? Oh, Go every to your aunt's house over yes, in of uh, Staten Island. Yeah. Many years we watched that. Yeah, but the problem is, is that the NFL rules the roost. And so they come and say, look. Yeah, uh, well, they're, they're the pro league. Right. The 800 pound gorilla. The, the gold, game. The golden emblem. The golden shield. They, the game where you. Pay for play. Play for pay. Absolutely. That's not much in baseball news. It's kind of lulled right now. 
uh, Edwin Encarnacion signed with the Indians. That was a big deal. Um, There's some big sticks out there, though. There are. There are a lot out there. So we'll have to see how that goes. But, yeah, just looking forward. Oh, fantasy football. All the seasons are over. Um, uh, Glenn, uh, who has been a guest on the show in the past, he won our league. Great. um, Congratulations. Beating my friend Peter. So he will be on the broadcast uh, later on. Uh, so I finish uh, my fantasy football season yeah, with a first place finish, a fourth place finish, and an eighth place finish. So, um, but if anybody out there listening would like to join for next year's Everyman Sports uh, Fantasy Football League, you can email me at everymansports at gmail dot com or give me a call six two six four two seven seventy six seventy eight. So, Dad, thank you very much. That was very exciting. Son. This was thank absolutely, you. absolutely, and uh, we'll have to roll these bodies back out to the uh, morgue. Yeah, let's get them in the refrigeration. <laughs> I'm going to get this mask off. <laughs> it's starting to take smell. Take these gloves off. <laughs> While we do that, Andrew, please take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com. 